Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. So welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, which is brought to you by the Influence Alliance, which is the membership program for coaches and consultants who want to build a profitable and scalable business while also launch and grow a successful podcast so they can make a much bigger impact in the world with their message. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today says, know your numbers, grow your business. Data provides insights to help stop leaks, find opportunities and boost the revenue in your business. And joining me on today's show is Donna Dube. Now, Donna is the founder of Productivity Plus and provides operational excellence to six-figure entrepreneurs going and through an ongoing strategic partnership. Now, Donna also helps the CEO reach their full potential without the burnout, without the stress that comes with managing and growing and scaling a business. And she believes that ease and efficiency in small business comes directly from making making data-driven business decisions. As Donna likes to say, data helps you stop the leaks, find opportunities, and boost your revenue. Know your numbers, grow your business. Now, on today's show, as well as talking about some of those all-important data, she's also going to share how to be true to yourself and the person that God has created you to be. And that might not necessarily be someone who knows a lot about numbers. So it's good we're going to be talking about that today on uh, the episode. She's also going to talk about Be still and listen. God's always there, but do not let the noise get in the way of hearing his message, as well as take time to be grateful in all situations. So welcome to the show, Donna. Thanks, Anne-Marie. So happy to be here and share with the audience. Oh, absolutely. And of course, for those uh, of our audience and listeners, if you are a a long-time listener, uh, great We have another podcast episode or another podcast, actually, that Donna was on, um, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. We'll link in the show notes to that original episode, too. You'll want to go and listen to that because we do spend quite a bit of time, don't we, Donna, in unpacking the type of numbers you want to be looking at, the, um, you know, depending on what stage you're at in your business. And we really spoke a lot about that. So go and listen to that. And of course, we're going to cover that today because as we know, as the Lord's people, he tells us we need to be good stewards of all things and taking care of the numbers in our business is one of those areas too. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. But of course, the other key things that, uh, you know, how do you bring Donna Faith into business? How does that impact you? That's always good to hear our guests share as well for them. But firstly, let's dive into the numbers. Share a little bit about how you got into the business that you are in today. Give us a yes, sure, Anne-Marie. So I've always been what I would consider an analytical person. I've always um, enjoyed looking at numbers and trying to analyze what's really going on under the covers. Um, and so I've always also been one to be very detail-oriented. And so you won't find me at the grocery store without a very detailed list Um or, you know, going for those vacations, I got to have the spreadsheet mapped out first. You know, and not that spontaneous, <laughs> yeah. but that has helped me in um, this area of my business because I've then been able to pass that skill on to my clients and help them really see that numbers do make a difference and they don't have to be scary. 
Yeah. And and as I mentioned, you know, being good stewards of all areas of, of our life and particularly business, uh, in the introduction, as we mentioned, what's so important to you and one of the reasons that you do this is because you know that as we're growing our business, if there are leaks in our business, no matter how hard we work, it's like a bucket, isn't it, carrying water? No matter how hard you work to carry that bucket, if it's got holes in it, you are going to leak money and you're going to leak water. And so when you're considering um, someone who may not necessarily be gifted and skilled and talented in the area of money, unpack for us, if you would, what are some of the things that we can start doing to help familiarise ourselves with it and, and also maybe simplify it a little bit too because we're not saying that we necessarily need to become s- such as you and passionate about that, but being mindful, you know, be good stewards. What are some of the things that we need to start at least doing? Yes, for sure, Anne-Marie. So I like to say there's kind of three pillars of the data that we should be looking at. And what I like to do is say start small within those three pillars. So if you pick one or two areas within each of those pillars, that would be a maximum six things that you're looking at and tracking. And that's a good place to start. So those three pillars are one, your financials. So obviously we're in business to make some revenue and some profit. It's not just a hobby, but like Anne-Marie said, we want to be stewards of what we do make and we're blessed to be able to make that. And we want to be able to pass that on to whatever organizations, communities, wherever we feel is necessary for God's kingdom. So we want to make sure that what we're getting is, you know, we're not allowing leaks to happen. And so when you look at your finances, you can look at things like what software tools am I paying for and am I actually using them all? Because if we all think about it, we've probably had times when we signed up for something thinking this is going to be great. I'm going to use a software tool and then things changed and we stopped using it or we found it wasn't perfect for our situation, but we might still be paying a monthly fee for that behind the scenes. So small things like that can make a big difference in the long run. If you can save yourself $20, $40, $100 a month, that makes a difference over a year. Yeah, it so does. That's sort of an area to look at in financials as well as your expenses, right? Because that's a bigger area where obviously um, you could have leaks. And so trying to do things the most efficiently that you can mm-hmm. uh, really saves there. With that, it it would be then just creating a list. Where do you start? Create a list of all of the things that you are doing. And then, as you say, you go through. And uh, when is the last time you use that? Are you really leveraging the best out of the tool? And if not, maybe because you don't know how to operate that tool, maybe your VA can help you. But I like that. Start with that list. And when it's there, it's something to move forward from. So that's the first pillar. What's the the, Yes. So what's the second? Yes. So the second one is marketing. So that's going to be our visibility. So um, how are people getting to our website? What kind of activities are they doing when they get to our website? Do we have a clear plan of action for them? So is there a clear CTA button? They know what to do when they get to our website. So looking at things like that, and you can do that simply depending on the software tool you have. Your website may provide some analytics for you right inside of it. But if not, you can always look inside of Google Analytics. And in there, you can see how many people are getting to your website and what kind of things they're doing 
when they get there. So again, you don't have to go crazy with it, but if you get a little snippet of, okay, a lot of people are coming to my homepage and they're staying there for 30 seconds only. So either you're attracting not the right people or there's something there that they're not sure about and they're quickly leaving. So that would be an eye opener to say, let me dig a little bit further and see what I can do to increase the amount of time that they're staying on my page, for example. Yeah, fantastic. So that's marketing. And that's a great example. I mean, how are you marketing your business? What's another pillar that we should uh, start to become more tracking and, and monitoring what's happening? Yeah. And then the third one is looking at operations or customer experience. So there we're looking at what systems and processes do you have in place on the back end of your business to make your business run with ease. So if you find you're doing a lot of things manually, then it's time to take a step back and say, hmm, how can I make this easier? How can I streamline this, automate this so that I'm not having to do a lot of manual steps in the process? The other side of that is If you have a product where customers are going through a course or a membership, you want to be looking at, are they staying? Are they completing all of the course? Are they dropping off at a certain time period? Because it's possible that you may have to set up some milestones or some targets for them to encourage them to continue going. Um, And so you can easily see that usually within the software tool that you hold your course or membership on. It'll show you how many people have progressed how far. So just to give you an idea, again, and, you know, we can't expect perfect. People are going to not finish the course, not start, drop off your membership. That's expected. But just an overall trend of that, you'll be able to see patterns really easily. What I love about that, too, is that so often we are focused on a certain area, yet we may find that we don't necessarily need to focus on that so greatly. And I'll give you an example. I'm sure you you may have heard this before. You, you say this very much uh, as part of what you do. Often as businesses, we're looking for the visibility things. We're looking for the marketing. We're looking for the new clients. However, for people who have long-term opportunities with clients, make sure you spend more time nurturing those existing clients because isn't it true, Donna, that it costs more to generate new business than it is to generate ongoing business? And that this just happened to me. I am going through a number of things that I'm a member of and, you know, and some of the, the, the memberships that are, are still feeling their way through and changing things up all of the time. You know, I've, I've, they're spending more time on the front end than actually looking after their existing customers. And, and we felt that, well, I felt that anyway. And so where they're moving is, is not exactly where I initially uh, thought that they were going. And so I think as owners of business, you mentioned customer journey, your customer, make sure that you do tap in. Because it could be a small tweak, couldn't it, yeah. that you change um, what you're doing. And they have often have the answers. Your existing customers and community have the answers that you seek because they know what they need and what they want. Ask them. Yes, yeah. for yeah. sure. And if, you know, a little bit of care towards them and just making sure that, you know, you're fulfilling what they came to you for will go a long way because they're already warmed up to you. They already know you. And so if you have another product or a different product, much easier sell, as you were saying, than to a brand new cold audience. So make sure you take those steps to a little extra TLC. (laughs) 
Terrific. So you got those three pillars. Were there other things that you wanted to share that we needed to start tracking and monitoring? I think those are sort of the three pillars. Find one or two things within each of those pillars. That'll give you six pieces of data to start. And it doesn't have to look pretty, friends. It can be a spreadsheet. You know, if that works for you, you can make a spreadsheet or have an assistant make a spreadsheet for you and say, okay, I want to track, you know, the amount of sales and my expenses every month. You can probably get that from your accountant pretty easily. Um, I want to track how many people are getting to my website and how long they're staying or what actions they're taking um, and have your assistant sort of keep track of that for you and once a month share that with you. Yeah. So if you want to go further and deeper, of course, there's other tools where you can make beautiful dashboards to show you all the details, but really start small because what's important is that you start. Absolutely. And of course, I know that you shared a little bit more about some of those dashboards and so forth in the other episode on the Ambitious Entrepreneur um, show. So we'll put that link directly to where we interviewed Donna because she does go there uh, more in depth. But I love the way that Donna, on this show, you want to talk about being true to yourself and the person that God has created you to be. Because I know for, for me, uh, I don't know if you've ever done the Colby A. Um, it, it uh, documents or it, it, not documents, but it gives you a bit of a snapshot as to your cognitive um, abilities and and that is how you do your best work. And for me, I'm a quick start, yet Mm -hmm. follow through is an area where it's not as strong. So we can set up these systems, I can set up these systems and then the tracking and that can kind of fall off. And it's important to know how's the Lord created you because you may need someone who does more of that tracking or at least get support that you can create some habits around that so that you know what you need, it's in place, there you go, and then off you go in tapping into how um, some of the things that come more naturally for you. So in your in your instance then, what are you doing? Is this things that have worked for you to help you be true to yourself and how the Lord's created you to be? Yeah, very interesting that you bring up that because my story is actually I came into the online space as a virtual assistant. And while I enjoyed working with my clients in the online space, I found the work wasn't jiving right with me. And so I was debating what I was going to do and praying and asking the Lord to show me some direction as to to where to go. And um, the Colby A then came into my sphere and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I wasn't really big on taking these sorts of tests to see where you fit, but something about the Colby A attracted me. And so I did do it and found that I was a very um, low quick start and high follow through. So exact opposite from Anne-Marie, which then really lightened my eyes because I was like, wait a second, that means that I can be a strategy partner to other entrepreneurs who are opposite Colby from me. And so the skills and the things that they bring will be different from what I bring. And so that really opened my eyes to say, I think I need to change a little bit here. Um, And actually to take some time and look at myself and figure out what kind of skill can I bring and how can I help entrepreneurs with that? So um, then I switched gears more into the operation and the data side of things when I realized that uh, that was more the God-given talent that, that I had. 
Why I love that you've said that and confirmed that is how true that is and how often what ends up happening is we start to compare ourselves to other people and we almost there almost is this envy, I wish I had more ability to do X, Y and Z, yet you were created so uniquely you are the partner to someone else who does not have that skill. You know, because as a high quick start, uh, I mean, I'm four, three, eight, three. So kind of in the middle, but some people are like one. And, and, and I recently spoke to someone who said, I need an implementer. I just, I have all these big visions, but I need someone to take them and to map them out and then get them into place for me because I struggle. And the minute we distract ourselves by looking at what other people are doing and the areas that they're gifted, I think what we do is we negate our own our own gifts and talents. And if you hadn't gone through that process and sitting and praying and and asking the Lord, where do I fit? Where are the gifts and talents that I have? You may never now have been the partner to all of these people who need your services and you cannot get their message out without that follow through, you know. Yes, yes, for sure. And I think, you know, to try and stay in a role or doing your business the way you are in a way that doesn't fit with the way God made you is difficult and going to lead to more stress and burnout and eventually you might just quit and say, I'm done because this is just not working for me. Um, when really it was that what you were trying to do doesn't fit with the way you were made. Yes. So, you know, take that time, be true to yourself and really look at um, how you are to proceed in your business and follow the, that path and not worry about what everyone else is doing for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting too, and I'd love your feedback on this uh, because I think, you know, many of us can get stuck in this as well, is that there may be an area that we are gifted in or it's a strength that comes quite naturally to us. And because it comes quite naturally, we assume that anyone and everyone can do it and it's not really valuable. Is that something that you needed to go through as as well, that, that you realise what I have to offer and that strategy and operations aspect of it is valuable? Share a little bit more about some of the things that you learned and the insights because I think this is going to be valuable for others who may be struggling through that as well. Yes, for sure. I would say some of this struggle even came not only in business, but just in my life. Because when I look back now, I've always been that type of person to, you know, organize, set up a plan, map out the details. And when others around me weren't doing that, I'm, I'm kind of wondering what's going on. It's, you know, we're not trying to out on spreadsheets. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Right. So, um, again, it's just recognizing the fact that we're all made unique and different and to, you know, to really take the time to be thankful for that and be grateful for that and then help each other with our strengths and our weaknesses um, so that, okay, this is your area to shine. Great. I'm, you know, going to tap into you for that and I'll come to you with my area to shine. Yeah, I love that you've uh, reconfirmed that. You know, I remember years ago when I was in the career industry, I would also use DISC because that's a a profile that allows us to see how people operate in better environments. And I remember someone saying to me, 
this is how I scored, but I really want to score in this way. She was very much the back end, the very systematic, the very, you know, following the processes. And we need that. We can go off. If you've got too high, and you know, D and an I, they're all over the place. And so a, a core balance, I think, is just so important. And trying to be someone that you're not, I think, can be exhausting, um, let alone very disheartening because you just – it, it is. It, it drains you of your energy. But let's talking about being still and listening because sometimes we may be in a journey where we're, we're looking for some answers and wouldn't it be great if we would all of a sudden, the answer was just there. Sometimes oh, the answer yeah. takes a little while to get through. But it's in that process that the answer is being revealed and sometimes we can become a little bit impatient in that. So talk us a little bit through the journey you went through. You know, God's always here. Do not let the noise get in the way of hearing his message. Yes, for sure. So I think what um, a couple of things really helped me and that is to, I mean, it's one of my favorite verses, but be still. And know that I am God. And so really not just be still as in, let me put my feet up and rest, but just to have God in my day, day to day, in my business day to day, not just on Sunday or on Friday night when I have my Bible study or whatever it is, but to really just bring him into my business on a day to day time and to really just take time out of my day to meditate on his word and to remind myself that he's there and he's and he's available to me I just have to make myself available to listen and to hear and so certainly I did struggle with that quite a bit in trying to find you know where I fit in the business world and um just keeping that verse really front and center helped me to to know okay I just have to focus on him Yes, this expert is doing that and that expert is doing that and she says do this, but really my guiding principle is him. And so if I can just keep my focus on him and listen to what he's really telling me, um, I will get there in the end. <laughs> what I love about what you've said there, and I want to highlight that, is that the being still does not necessarily mean put your feet up. Because, and this is a lesson that I've learned too, and it's been something that I've been, that I've had to navigate through because, I mean, being a quick start, being still and patient and waiting, right? (laughs) You know? Yeah. And so, and it doesn't mean that that we do need to sit still and, and well, sometimes yes, but often it is when we have taken that step and it is in faith and trust that he'll meet you there. And, you know, even though you may take two steps forward, there may be a bit of a shift that you need to do, but it's in that action taking and that belief, I think, that you can figure out and continue to um, navigate away. And, you know, in, in my business, you know, what's, what, what, does God control and what what is my control and Mm. and sometimes navigating through that can be quite difficult too I've often joked uh, on the show you know the Lord does not do social media and some of the marketing things that's what we need to do but he can give us help build the courage to be able to do that and open doors that you know we could not have opened on on our own but something I want to share and I'd love to get your feedback on this you know hearing his message how God speaks is can be, you know, different ways, isn't it? And I think we so often forget that the person who recommended us to this person who then shared that person, it does not happen by coincidence. Mm-hmm. It's 
is the you know divine providence that these things are always happening and sometimes we need to open our eyes to actually see that he's moving even though we may not realize it have yes. you found as well Yes, for sure. I can remember, you know, when I first started my business, and probably some of your listeners may feel in this situation, but you open up your doors kind of thing, and you feel like you should take any client that comes or any customer that comes, because at that point, you're looking for income, you're looking, you know, to get started. But really, you have to find the ones that are aligned with you and work with you, because if the two of you are not aligned, there's problems coming, right? And so being willing to say, okay, yes, I need some income right now, but I'm going to say no to this opportunity because it's not going to allow me to follow my principles and live and, and do my business the way I want to. And to be able to turn that door and say no to, to opportunities is difficult, but I think um if you can do that and say, I know if I turn this away, God has more in store for me down the road. Can't say when, that's up to him, but um, know that he's there and he's always looking out for you. So to say no to an opportunity is not is not a bad thing and you have to be able to do it when the situation calls for it. Yeah, I, I so agree with that. And it's often we look back in situations where we, we may have taken on a project and sadly it, it ends for, for one or other reason. We can go back and know that there was an inkling that we thought this is not really a good opportunity and it ends up often costing a lot more than, uh, yeah, than what we had ever imagined. So definitely know who that is, your ideal client, and opportunities are always there. And, you know, in those situations, the the highs, it's so easy to be grateful. It's so easy to, but it, it, it's in the times that, uh, you know, we may have gone and planned something out and it didn't quite go the way that we wanted is to be grateful, you know, in all situations. Share a little bit more about uh, how that's played out for you, because this can be really difficult, can't it? Yes, for sure. And I think, you know, in that situation, the one thing I just did was pray, pray and more prayer and say, okay, God, you've got this. You're leading me to do this. I'm not sure quite how and where, but I'm going to continue following you and asking you and show me, you know, a way. And I think a big thing that's helped me is to just be able to take my time with making any decisions for my business, just like we would do with our personal life. We would pray about things. We would wait and listen and, and hear God's answer before we made major decisions. And doing the same with my business has also helped. It's not necessarily on my timing. Lots of them I would have liked to make much earlier. But I have to be patient and wait and um, follow the Lord's direction there. And that has really helped me in times when I've looked back and seen when I didn't do that, when I said, oh, I got this, I can, I, I can control this. Um, not disaster, but definitely things went negative. Um, and so that's a, a warning light to me to say, wait a minute, you didn't stop and listen and you didn't follow the Lord's direction here. And so just trying to be patient and take that time to um, let God lead you in the direction you should be going. No decision has to be made overnight. Um, so just let it rest and, you know, it'll become clear with time 
the direction you're supposed to move in. Yeah. Similarly, on that same token too, there can be opportunities. And you think of, um, you know, Moses when he, when the Lord said, you need to go and talk to Pharaoh and let my people go free. And Moses, as we know, was stuttering. And he said, what, you, you want to send me? Isn't there someone else? And so there, similarly, there may be opportunities that come to us that we're thinking, I'm not ready for this yet. And it's, well, yes, you are. How do you balance between that? Have you said yes to opportunities? Sometimes I do that because I like the thrill of, I don't, can't believe I've said yes to that. <laughs> then you really spend time in prayer too, isn't it? Um, so what do you do in those situations? How have you navigated through that? Yeah. So I think one area that I've really struggled with in that area is pricing and trying to figure out pricing for your you know, different products, services or whatever, because Yes, we want to, you know, be profitable, but by the same token, you know, we want to be providing value for what we're charging. And so that's been a real struggle for me. And again, when I turn to the world and look at what that advice was, it just got me more mixed up. Um, and, you know, charge what you're worth. Well, I'm worth a lot, but so is everybody else, right? In God's eyes, we're, you know, we're worth millions. So where do you draw the line as to how, how you set that price? And so I think one thing that has helped me is to just say, okay, what do I need to be able to live? Not what do I want, but what do I need? And anything extra that comes beyond that, I can use for God's kingdom. So whether it's, you know, for my church, for my community, family, donating, whatever it is that you want to do. But um, I try to look at it that way and say, okay, what's my real need? And if I can cover that, we're good. Anything extra, I, I return back to the creator for uh, for his kingdom. Yeah. So I think that's one area that I really struggled with was was pricing and trying to figure out how you do that and still be honest about yeah. it and you know what's interesting i mean that whole we could do a whole show on around money mindset and a lot of it is the the beliefs and things like that that we have you know kind of a, around money i think is is especially as individuals who also love the lord and we're in business we realize and recognize that our business is the area often that we can do ministry. That's where the mm -hmm. Lord has has called us to do. And we can impact so many other people through who we're able to uh, meet, you know, and to do dealings with, even if you may not necessarily openly speak about your faith. That's, you know, d d depending on between every person and, and situation. But I think sometimes your actions speak louder than words. Yes. And I'm a true believer that if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and just, you know, things will happen even in your wake, you know, things will happen. Unexpected things will happen because where you show up, the Lord's going to show up. You have the Holy Spirit living in you. And we know that, you know, uh, un unexplainable things will happen when you're around. That kind of thing can impact. And so talking about money, often it it, it will sit and, you know, where is is is, is that? Because I've, I've kind of grappled with that too. And I remember when I, in the career industry, I put my prices up and I almost gulped, you know, choked when I had a phone call with a client and there was this, there was this, there was this um, pops, silence, there was pause. And I'm thinking, is she still there? She goes, 
really? She goes, oh, let's start. She said, I would, I, I would have paid you double than that, but this, let's do this today. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, oh, my goodness. So, you know, sometimes it's in our own heads. Spend time with prayer. You know, don't have to feel guilty, do we? Because as you say, I mean, if you know you're off, what you're offering is going to help people to shift through stuff that they haven't been able to do, um, if there is that extra, then you can do with that. Don't let that be something that kind of turns you off. There, there can be a little bit of ickiness around the whole money, the whole money piece, can't it? Yes. Which, um, unfortunately, but I, I love, thank you for sharing that. I think that's something that we all can relate to. Yeah. And I'm sure we all have our stories. <laughs> For sure. And I like the fact that you say, you know, we have to stand together and and bring the Lord into all the situations. So, you know, you could be dealing with a customer or a client and not necessarily um, be witnessing them to them or bringing anything in about your faith, but the way you're acting. Right. So the fact that you're treating your your coworkers, your staff, your contractors, whoever you have, your clients, your customers, with love, regardless of their point of view and regardless of, um, you know, how they may treat you. And, you know, that's that's what we're called to do, whether it's our personal life or our business life. Yeah. And how, how would uh, typically other people respond? Uh, and if you respond in a very Christ-honouring and centred way, that's going to make a difference. While everyone else is panicking and fearful if you can just, you know, in your strength, in, in his strength, obviously, and, and you know that everything is going to be okay, um, that makes so much difference, doesn't it? Can, yes. Um, can calm the, um, you know, bad situations. And, yeah, just through a conversation, I think oh, sometimes we forget that as Christians, that what we have, um, that the peace, you know, in, mm. in something that others look for, that certainty that, um, yeah, as we continue to grow with the Lord, that certainty, that peace, even when everything else can be falling around, if we're able to be grateful yeah. in those situations when everyone else is panicking, uh, you know. Um, yeah, that's yeah. right. And even, you know, like I can think about recently, I was working with a client and she had a launch and she didn't meet the goals in terms of revenue that she wanted. So as far as she was concerned, the launch was a fail. And I was able to say to her, okay, but hold on a minute, right? You didn't meet your revenue goals, but look what did happen, right? Mm -hmm. And try and, you know, find the the, um, the positive and the joy in that um, situation so yes. that she could see, okay, yep. And now I've got some things to learn from to do the next time rather than to say, well, I'm done. <laughs> it didn't go the way I wanted. Totally. Or totally. Yeah. In fact, I just for the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and I think I'm going to share it on this particular podcast due to five, five ways to, to recover and bounce back after a failure or a flop and, and there is no such thing as failure it's only feedback isn't it and I love the way you encouraged her to uh to look and don't don't miss the momentum that you've already made you know the connections that you've made um all of that is is you know taking steps maybe not as many steps as you wanted towards your goal but little yeah. steps and all of those little steps can certainly help you getting get closer and when you're grateful in those situations it's interesting how that opens you up to see things that you wouldn't necessarily have seen where you're only looking at the goals I didn't achieve the revenue I didn't achieve isn't it when you're grateful yes. 
Yes, for sure. For sure, definitely. Terrific. Well, look, it's been wonderful speaking with you again, Donna. Uh, Share how people can get um, in contact with you, find out more about uh, the services that you offer. Sure. Thanks, Emery. Yes. So my website is productivityplusva.ca. And so you can see the services there, some testimonials, and I also have a couple of resources, uh, PDFs, if people would like to uh, dig a little further into data and metrics. Terrific. And one of the things that I do on this show, Donna, is just to finish with a word of prayer. May I do that uh, for you today too? Yes, please. Okay, let's let's close in prayer. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Donna today and hear her, her testimony and how uh, she brings you and, and faith into her business. And also how she reminded us that being stewards of our figures and of our business and of our finances is so important as well. Father God, uh, we just pray that you'll continue to bless Donna and her family family and her business, her clients that she's working with. We know that in business, it's not just our business, Lord, but we're in business and ministry for you, no matter what we're doing. And we can be a light uh, and sold in the world and bringing truth and hope and love and all those things that we know Jesus was as well, that we can be your ambassador here on earth. So, so Father, we ask that you continue to bless the work that she's doing. Uh, and we thank you and, and we just close in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Donna, for coming on the show. It's been uh, wonderful to uh, to connect again. And, uh, yeah, continued blessing in the work that you're doing. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thanks for the opportunity. This podcast is brought to you by theinfluencealliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.